everything that we need. Thank you, Lord. That's the wonderful part about worshiping the Lord. You, you worship Him because of who He is. And, and while there's some things that He is to everybody, but there's so many things that He's just been to us individually, been with us in times where we felt like we were all alone, but we knew that we were not alone because the Lord was with us and been with us when we've buried our heads to cry, been with us when we lifted our hands and our voices to rejoice, but he's always faithful, always there, and that's what I love about worship is you just, uh, surely an aspect of worshiping God in spirit and truth is the truth that you know about him and what he's been to you and what he's done for you and how he brought you out, and, and while we can make the blanket statement of he's forgiven all of our sins still maybe those sins affected us all in different ways and, and God brought us from a mighty long way out of things that nobody else could get us out of fixed our hearts in ways that nobody else could fix ordered our steps in a way that nobody else could order just did what only he can do and friend I'll tell you when when you look at your own life and take stock of where you could be as opposed to where you are, you just have to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful for the Lord tonight. He's a great God. We're going to have a word of prayer before we get to our preaching, and we want to continue to pray for Sister Becky Daniel, Sister Phyllis Worthy. They are better, both home now from the hospitals and are doing better than they were. I know Sister Phyllis is a lot better, plans on being here Sunday, and so she is really looking forward to seeing her people. Let's pray that she can get here on Sunday, and um, Sister Becky Daniel is back home, still got a little ways to go to recover, get her strength back to walk, but let's, I believe God can just fix that, and uh, I believe that he will. Uh, we were praying, had asked prayer for Richard Grimes, and maybe you saw Sister Miriam had posted, but uh, he is back at the hospital, and they said he was in congestive heart failure. So I uh, asked that we would pray uh, for him tonight as well. And uh, I've seen the Lord do a, 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 just a healing miracle in Richard's body. The, the shepherd center said he wouldn't even walk again. But after prayer, he got up and walked. And, uh, I mean, God can do it. So I believe God can still heal and do that. So he's able uh, sister Marley is recovering from her surgery let's pray all that just goes very quickly for her and she'll just get better and, and they'll be back in church in, in no time and remember our expecting mothers those that we still have still got a couple waiting to, to deliver and just praying God will take care of them and be with them and just pray for our people you know sometimes it's not a just a sickness you can name or a thing going on but just and life just happens to everybody and we all have things that we have to get through and go through and and everybody's not just open about what they're struggling with so you never know it's always good to go down a list of your church people and and god bless them today take care of them help them give them strength and so if you have a need tonight you can just let the lord know about it we're going to lift our hands together and pray and god's able to do anything Let's pray together. Precious Lord, we love you tonight. We give you honor in this house. We thank you for your healing power. 
Lord, we speak healing over our people tonight, those that are sick in their bodies. God, that you would restore them and strengthen them, help them tonight. God, that you would touch Brother Richard Grimes tonight and just continue to heal him and strengthen him tonight. Bless his wife and his family. Encourage them tonight. Lord, help Sister Phyllis and Sister Becky tonight. Give them strength in their bodies. Lord, bring them back into the house of the Lord. For every need in this building unspoken, God, for every struggle, God, that's in our life, that you help us. Help us to find that way of escape, Lord, because I know you've made it. Lord, tonight we just pray you'd bless in this service. Bless all that's done in it. Bless the word of God as it goes forth. Let our hearts be ready to hear it. We're going to praise you for all these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. He's a great God. He's a great God. And we're thankful to be in his presence and to be in his house once again. Thankful for visitors and those that are here tonight. Brother Paul, always good to see you. Glad you could be here uh, tonight. Appreciate all of our visitors. Thank you for coming. And tonight we have uh, one of our favorites. We always excited, love this young man, and uh, love his uh, his understanding and the way he brings forth the word to you. And we were just talking about that earlier. I said, I said I'd never hear Brother Christopher preach where I don't. He doesn't say something where I go, hmm. He just always gets your mind going with that scripture, and I'm thankful for that tonight, Brother Christopher. If you'll make your way, let's give him a hand as he comes tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Let's get behind our preacher and hear what he's got to say tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Um, I'm thankful for this opportunity. Thankful for to be in this place tonight. There's, There's no better place to be than in his house, in his presence. I love his presence. I love this place. I love you all. I'm thankful for you all. And I've been, of course, I haven't been doing this nonstop, but pastor has asked me to preach occasionally for probably a little more than 10 years. And the preaching part, like I've gotten that, but just this this part right here where I'm not quite preaching yet, but I'm just talking and having introductions is the part I always dread the most. So y'all just bear with me. God is good. God is good. I, I couldn't ramble if I tried. I, y'all want me to preach? Okay. But y'all just want me to talk? I can't do that. Praise the Lord. Well, it's uh, almost the end of 2021, the end of, uh, almost the end of this chapter and the start of a new one, and I feel I have a word for y'all tonight. Uh, Brother, you can can go ahead and pass those out. Uh, He's passing out pens to everyone, and even if you already have pens to take notes, uh, go ahead and take one. They're, they're not for taking notes, but I mean, if you want to take notes with them, you can, but just letting y'all know, just, <clears throat> all right, so Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2, 
got my paper Bible and my digital Bible out. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 2. Wherefore, seeing we, are, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I want to preach to us tonight on the story I'll tell. The story I'll tell. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, for us to be in your house, to be in your presence. God, to hear your word, Jesus. Let us be good ground, Lord. Let our hearts be good ground to receive your word. I curse rebuke any thorns, any stony places, God. Hearts, Lord, receive it. That will all be edified, that will be changed. Growing closer to you, Lord, and be all that you have for us to be, Jesus. We give you the glory, all the glory to you, Lord, and ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Let's give, let's get, uh, <clears throat> bring a hand clap to, to the Lord. Yes, Amen. <clears throat> thank you, thank you, Pastor, for this. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Sister Ken. Thank you, Wendell, for helping me with the sound. I love you. <laughs> love you, bro. <clears throat> All right, so Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. The definition, definition of an author is the uh, one that originates or creates something. Um, and it also has a second definition, and it's just one word, God. An author is, quote-unquote, the God of a story. The author, <clears throat> what the author says is what goes in the story, no matter what medium, whether it's books, movies, video games, TV shows, what the author says is what happens in the story. And... And we, we reverence, we, we uh, acknowledge that when uh, <clears throat> if we have a question about Star Wars or something uh, and it's not in the movies or anything, we'll look and see what George Lucas says because he's quote unquote the God of Star Wars. What his word is, what he says happens in the stories is what happens. <clears throat> If we have a question about something Marvel-related, about Spider-Man or Iron Man, we uh, could have uh, asked Stan Lee something. What happens with this character? What, why did this character do this? We would ask Stan Lee because they're his characters. He has the authority in what happens in their stories. <laughs> we, and we acknowledge, like, we, if, we're, if we're confused at what happens, we're going to see, we're going to look and see, okay, what's the author say about this? <laughs> Uh, there was a movie that came out a few years ago, and uh, 
there was something that was very big going to happen to the character at the end of the movie, and they cut to credits before it actually happens. And so everyone was was at, was trying to have interviews with this director, trying to message him like, "What happened to the person? What happens? What happens?" <laughs> and uh, because they acknowledged that the author, whether it's directors, game developers, uh, just regular authors for books, they acknowledge that they have the authority in these stories, in these, in these books, in whatever, all these things. <clears throat> but what about our lives? <laughs> we have an author. <laughs> and... If we acknowledge that these authors have a plan for the characters in these stories, do we acknowledge that the author and finisher of our faith has a story he wants to tell through us? Are we going to acknowledge that he is faithful, that he's going to get us through? We know that when we watch these movies, when we, when we read these books, we know the characters are going to come out of it. We might not know how it's going to. We, we don't see... All like the obstacles in the movie trail. Like, well, the character's not gonna get out of that. We know the author has a plan in store for these characters. If I'm playing a game and I'm just stuck on a level and I'm just getting so frustrated, I'm wanting to throw my controller in the TV. <laughs> but I have to realize it, the author, game developers, made it beatable they have a plan for me to beat the game I just have to be patient and go along with the plan of the author oh come on somebody <laughs> in uh, Philippians 1 and 6 says being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ is our confidence in the author and finisher of our faith. <clears throat> now, I know what y'all thinking with, when it comes to all these stories with these books. Like, they're not real. They're, they're fictional. Yes, and that makes us real. And with that, we have free will. <laughs> I, I, I didn't intend for that to rhyme, but... Yeah, now when it comes to these fictional stories, the characters in it are completely subject unto the author. Whoever they end up with, whether they win or lose, live or die, it's completely subject unto the author. But we, uh, <clears throat> we have, since we're real and have free will, even though the Lord's trying to write our story we still have the option to take the pen from him and write it, write our own story. And uh, <clears throat> now I know there's a probably a more biblic, biblically accurate term, or sorry, uh, writing utensil I could use, but but just for the sake of this message, I'm just going to say pen. <laughs> just. Uh, <clears throat> But yes, we, we, we know that these worldly authors and stuff have plans and have things, but do we trust the plan of our author? Do we trust the plan of our creator? <clears throat> Where we have these problems and stuff that we, 
that we go through and stuff, and we're just, we get frustrated, we get stuck, but we need to just know that he has a plan for us. We might, there are some chapters are just going, some chapters and some pages of stories are longer than others, or shorter than others, but it all has a purpose. We need to trust what the author, we need to trust Jesus has for us. We need to trust the choices the author makes in our stories. Uh, We need to let Jesus have the authority in our story. You can't even have the word authority without author. When we let Jesus be the author of our story, then that's when we have, that's the beginning of having authority over our problems, over the struggles, over the things that we're going through. Come on. Come on. There's, there's this uh, prayer that I've, I've started recently, and I'll, uh, whenever, I, whenever I get up, I've, I've made it my daily prayer. I say, Lord, help me to do what you want me to do. Help me to receive what you want me to receive and help me to put a smile on your face. I mean, that's, that's what holiness is. I mean, holiness isn't about just like, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that. Holiness is about putting a smile on his face. <laughs> but when I pray these things, that's me giving the pen to the Lord every morning. Lord, write in me whatever you want, whether what, what blessings, what you want me to do, what you want me to minister. You write it, God. You write it. You write it. <clears throat> no matter, oh, in uh, Proverbs uh, 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Acknowledge him as the author and he shall direct, direct thy paths. You want to go forward into new chapters and new pages of your life. Acknowledge the author. Trust him. <clears throat> we, might, we might be feel like we're stuck on a certain chapter or certain season in our lives, but we need to trust the Lord that we're not just all this chapter isn't going to be the rest of the story. There's more chapters coming, there's more pages coming. Do you see yourself in the next chapter? Do you see yourself? at the end of the story we know these other these fictional characters and stuff we know they're going to make it in the end of the movies in the end of the books and stuff do we see ourselves in the end of the books do we see ourselves in the end of this book with all with all the angels come on we're he's not he doesn't want for us to stay in the same chapter now, but even though some chapters do feel more uh, harder than others, more difficult than others, they do have purposes. Israel, now, before I continue, I, I, I do know that when the Bible was written, I know that when they wrote it, they did not put chapters in there. I know after the Bible was written, it was later broken up into chapters, um, but just... Just continue uh, with me uh, through this. But uh, Israel, after uh, the Lord made that promise to Abraham, they Israel spent several chapters in Egypt, but it was for growth. And uh, after the chapters of Egypt, 
then uh, Israel spent a few chapters in the wilderness, and it tested their faith. They, they were supposed to have some chapters in Egypt, and they were supposed to have some chapters in the wilderness, and then they were going to have some chapters in the promised land. But in uh, Numbers 13, um, Israel decides to take the pen from the Lord, and this is when uh, they're, this is when God's telling, telling them, send people to spy out the land. And then the, the spies end up bringing an evil report upon the land. And then that's when God decides are, well, that they're going to spend 40 more years in the wilderness. <laughs> so they, because they took the pen from the Lord and, say, and because they didn't trust the Lord, there's no, like, there's no way we can take down these people. There's giants there. They, they ended up spending way more chapters than necessary in the wilderness. <clears throat> and now with this being said, I know all the Bible is, is for inspiration. I mean, uh, the, when, uh, when Israel finally gets to the promised land, that's in Joshua 3. So that's Numbers 14, Joshua 3. That's 60 chapters. <laughs> 60 chapters more than necessary. But like I was saying, the Bible is the inspired word of God. I mean, even the book of Deuteronomy is in the middle of all that. And hear, O Israel, the Lord, our, the Lord our God is one Lord. I mean, it's all. But what I'm trying to say is that we can create chap, unnecessary chapters and problems in our lives. We can, we can extend things longer than they're supposed to be when we don't let the Lord write our story. <laughs> problems can be prevented Struggles can be stopped when we let the Lord be the author of our lives. In uh, Judges 1, 22 and 26, this is when the children of Israel are, 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 getting to in, the, are in the promised land and they're, they're conquering it and everything. It says in uh, Judges 1 and 22, it says, The house of Joseph, they also went up against Bethel, and the Lord was with them. And the house of Joseph sent to describe Bethel. Now the name of the city was called Luz. And the spies saw a man come forth out of the city. And they said unto him, Show us, we pray thee, the entrance into the city, and we will show thee mercy. And when he showed them the entrance into the city, they smote the city with the edge of the sword, but let, the, let go the man and his family. And the man that they let go, went into the land of the Hittites and built a city and called the name thereof Luz, which is the name thereof unto this day. They were sent to overthrow a city called Luz, and they took a little detour. They, I, now, I don't know if it's maybe because they're, they're looking at this city and they're trying to find the entrance. So I, now I don't know, there could be, more biblical history to this, but that tells me that it was it might have been a walled city, like Jericho probably, and so maybe these uh, children of Joseph were looking at this city and like, man, I don't want to walk seven times around the city again. <laughs> I don't know if they were thinking that or, but they were like, let's see if we can find an easier way to take over this city. 
And so they just let that one man go, and that one man built a city and just called it the exact same name as the place they, did, they just took over. When we don't let God take care of our problems, they can just get rebuilt in later chapters of our lives. <clears throat> when we don't let the Lord take care of it and write it the way he wants to, we can create problems and things that's not even intended for us to bear. <clears throat> And sometimes it's not unnecessary chapters that happen, but sometimes uh, new chapters are unwritten when we don't let him be the author. When Jesus came uh, and started his ministry and was calling the disciples, and he said, follow me, all of these disciples began new chapters when they started following him. And then later on in Jesus' ministry, there was a rich young ruler that came to him and uh, asked what he should do for eternal life. And, and he was telling, I'm just giving a little brief summary, but just saying about keeping the commandments. And the rich young ruler was like, I've, all, I've done all these things. Uh, what, what, what do I lack? And he's, he said, go and sell all you have and come follow me. And he wouldn't. <clears throat> this rich young ruler, he kept himself from a new chapter. He kept himself from a new season because he didn't obey. He didn't trust the Lord. He trusted his riches instead of trusting the Lord. The apostles were preaching to the Jews after, and uh, the Jews wouldn't, most of the Jews wouldn't receive his word, and things were prevented in their lives, but yet the Gentiles would receive it and get into new chapters. <clears throat> there was even people... A uh, pastor was even preaching about this the uh, other day. There was these people crucified with Jesus on the right hand and the left. They, and they pretty much had very similar stories their whole life. They were on the very last page of their stories. And one riled on Jesus and the other said, Lord, remember me. And even the, both these people that had very similar stories, on the very last page, these, these men had different endings. Because of their responses to the Lord. One let him take the pen and the other riled on the Lord. <clears throat> we can't, in our chapters, in our seasons, um, <clears throat> sometimes we get frustrated. It feels like it's been going on too long. We'll get desperate sometimes. But we can't, now we can, of course, get desperate for the Lord, but we shouldn't get desperate outside of his word. Uh, Brother brother uh, Myron Wildman Jr., a few uh, weeks ago, he posted, uh, and now this, this is talking about relationships, but you could apply this to a lot of other areas. And he was saying when you, uh, you shouldn't go to the store hungry, or you're just going to buy <laughs> everything. You're going to buy the first thing that uh, you see. You're going to buy like every, just whatever you want, just whatever you want. Um, <clears throat> just like, and he was he was uh, putting that with relationships. Like, don't don't uh, look for a girlfriend or boyfriend when you're desperate, because then you'll find the wrong one. You'll you'll end up in a chapter you don't want to be in. <laughs> um, 
But so yeah, we can we can get desperate and we can get hungry and end up doing unnecessary things. But I think also there's a problem in the other end is you could get so full off of fast food or varsity or uh, R.A.P. or McDonald's and like, well, I don't, I don't need to go to the store. We, we can get so full on lust and worldliness that we don't even want to go into a new season with the Lord. We don't want to even go into greater. The, in uh, 1 Timothy 6 and 6, it says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. But if we get so full on this world and so content in our, in our chapter, so content in our season, we'll just end up being stuck there. Godliness with contentment is great gain, but worldliness with contentment is great pain and loss. <clears throat> Let the Lord write your story. Let him bring you into that new chapter. And that he has for you, not one that you're trying to write. <clears throat> and whether, whether we've made mistakes or, or have had doubts and we end up have, having bad or unwritten chapters in our lives, the Lord still wants to finish your story. It doesn't matter. You might have gone through so long, so much, and so long. He still wants to finish your story. He still wants to take that pen back and finish it. He still has a plan and purpose for your life. There might, have, there might have been bad things. David, a man after God's own heart, he had a few bad chapter, chapters in his life. But uh, <clears throat> he, he repented. He gave God back the pen. And the thing is, is uh, Jesus, he, he said he forgave his sin. He blotted out the sin. But the chapters are still in there. Those bad chapters, the sin, the mistakes, the consequences, they're still in there. <clears throat> See, when, uh, when the worldly authors, when, uh, whether it's a, or a director of a movie or whoever, whenever there's a mistake or something that they feel like they want to fix, they'll do something called a retcon. Like, well, okay, that, did, that person didn't actually die. That was just their clone or something. That, They'll, they'll make a change because all, all, their, all their intentions are is to entertain. They just want to entertain. So, like, well, okay, this decision that we made, it didn't please these people. So we're going we're gonna to make this change. Oh, this, this thing we, that happened in this movie, it didn't actually happen. So, uh, it, <laughs> but the, your, your story, Lord, don't make stories like that. Our stories aren't meant to be for entertainment. <clears throat> We're meant to be testimonies. We're meant to show us. Like, he still keep these chapters, even though they weren't supposed to happen. They're still there. They're still there. But for others to show how we came out, how we overcome. We're, these, he leaves these chapters in there, in there, in our lives, for others to be encouraged, for others to be edified. In Second uh, Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 3, do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of condemnation, uh, commend, not condemnation, sorry, commendation, <laughs> so, like 
like recommendation to you or let, letters of, I'm just going to say recommendation because I can't say, from you. Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men, forasmuch as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. We need your story. We need your testimony. You might have gone through things that, whether it was through disobedience or lack of trust, but we need your testimony. We're meant to encourage each other to... We're supposed to read each other's stories, to see each other's lives and be encouraged at the God that we serve. It's, why, would ever, why would we ever look at someone else? They're going into a new chapter of their life. They got married. They just had kids. They got moved into a new house. What, what, or they got an awesome new job whatever their new chapter is, why would we ever look at someone going into a new chapter and get discouraged? Because people people do see that. They'll see people going into these new seasons, God working in their lives, and they say, it won't happen for me. God's just doing that for them, not for me. <laughs> why not? Why not? You're not, people make horror movies and just bleak movies, but God don't make those kind. There's characters in some movies and some stories, they're called comic relief. They're just meant to just really be the laugh, they're not really meant to be the hero, they're just there for laughs. But God doesn't have comic relief in his stories. You're not God's joke. He doesn't have jokes in his stories. He is an incorruptible God. For Second Peter 3, 3 and 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why would, why do people look at other people when they when things are happening and saying it's not going to happen for me? Do y'all not serve the same God or something? <laughs> but we should be able to look at testimonies, look at people going into new chapters, and say God did it for them. I serve the same God that they serve. If He did it for them, He's going to do it for me. He brought them out of that chapter, and he's going to bring me out of this chapter. Are we looking for it? Are we looking for this new chapter? Are we looking for him to write a new chapter and page in our life? Are we looking for, sometimes we just feel like, well, this, this chapter is just meant to be the whole, the whole rest of the story. I'm just going to be stuck like this. But, and, and you're not even not even looking for something different, not even looking for something different to happen. In uh, 1 Kings 18, 41, it hasn't, uh, in this point, 
it hasn't rained in years. And in uh, sorry, 1841, and Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. They've been going through chapters and chapters of just drought and no rain and no, no end of it in sight. Sorry, verse 42. So Ahab went to eat, up, eat and to drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up. Now, when Elijah told his servant um, to go up and look towards the sea, he didn't tell him what to look for. He just said, just go out there, go up to the sea, and look out there, and just tell me what you see. And uh, the servant came back and said, there's nothing. And he said, go, go again seven times. Elijah didn't tell him, go look for rain, go look for, go look for raindrops. He just said, go look, go look and see, tell me what you see. He didn't, he didn't put any uh, specifications or anything. He just said, go look and see what you see. And in verse 44, after he came back the seventh time, it says, And he came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. <clears throat> he, didn't, he, wasn't, he didn't see rain. He saw a cloud. See, we can get so caught up on wanting to see the end result of our situation, but we don't, we don't even miss the in-between. We don't even miss, we just, I mean, we'll miss God working in our lives. <laughs> but that servant knew well enough, clouds make rain. <laughs> don't be so caught up on just looking for the end result that you miss God working. <laughs> Don't get so caught up in the end. Don't get so caught up in the end of the story. Don't get so caught up in the end of the chapter. You still got to go through some pages, go through some things before you get to the end of the chapter. In, uh, in Acts 12, Peter's put into prison, and uh, it says that the church made prayer for him, prayer for, for Peter to come, to come out. But yet, when we read that story, People, when Peter actually comes to the door, they're astonished that he's there. They were praying for him, but they weren't even looking for Peter. But I, I mean, there there had to have been at least somebody that had the that had anticipation, that had faith, because I mean, without without faith, we can't please him. Without faith, he can't hear us. So. It might have been the majority of them, but there had to have been at least a couple of people there that knew that we were looking for Peter. <laughs> but, but yes, we have to, are we looking for his pen? Are we looking for him writing in our lives? Where's that pen at? Where's that pen? Are we looking or are we just trying to take it and try to make our own story, trying to make our own way out? We should be looking for his evidence. We should be looking for the evidence of his work. <clears throat> we should be looking for things. Now, there's a, 
<laughs> when, uh, when there's a story or something you haven't read, when there's a movie you haven't seen yet, like, and you, and you really want to see it, you, you want to avoid spoilers. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> now, God, and of course, like, God's not going to say how it's going to work out or anything. He's not going to, he's not going to spoil the situation, but he's going to spoil your doubt and let you know, hey, I'm with you. I got you. <clears throat> he might he might not spoil the story, but he'll spoil your doubt if you trust him, if you're looking for him. <clears throat> um, and sometimes to get to new chapters, there might not even be even anything to look for. There might not be even be any uh, evidence. Um, there's some there's some uh, stories that I've heard from people. And there's a story I heard that uh, I mean a lot of us have probably heard, where there was this uh, relative of this person who was very sick, and this girl came and uh, and they ended up putting their hair on them and praying for them, and they ended up healed completely. I can't remember all the details. I'm sorry, but but. Um, and then I heard another testimony that there were these people that they were desperate for some groceries. And so they just said, we're just going to stay in this house and pray until someone brings them groceries. And someone brought them groceries. <laughs> like, we hear these things, and, and it's encouraging. We hear these, these testimonies, and it's encouraging. But let me, let me put you in, the, in their shoes, because when we hear these stories... Like, oh, someone, someone put their hair over someone and prayed for them. Like, wow, that's awesome. And we believe that because we heard their testimony and we know what God's word says. But when these people did it, they didn't hear any testimonies before. They didn't have any testimonies to go off of. All they had was just his word and the Lord's promise. And so they put together... Well, they put together, okay, there's promises, there's, a, there's glory in this hair, there's power in this hair, and they put together, God's faithful, and then, boom, miracle. <laughs> that person praying for groceries, like, they didn't have any testimony before, but they just knew, well, God's a provider, and God hears our cry. <clears throat> now, I, I, now, of course, we should testify and, and, you know, share our stories, share our testimonies, but I think God pays special attention when we take leaps of faith and there's no evidence to go off of except his word. When uh, after Abraham had uh, Isaac, the Lord uh, told him to go and sacrifice his only son. And we all know the story how uh, Abraham went up there and he took the knife. He was just about to do it, but. Uh, the angel stopped him and said, "We, you know, we know uh, you won't hold anything back. We know from from me. We know you trust the Lord." And so they ended up coming down, both of them together. And it's later like referenced in uh, the book of Hebrews, I think, that saying Abraham trusted the Lord because he knew that even if he killed his son, he knew that God can raise the dead. Well, how did he know God can raise the dead? Did he ever see any resurrections? Did he ever hear any resurrections? As far as what I could find, 
the first resurrection that happens in the Bible is in 1 Kings 17 when uh, Elijah prays for uh, a woman's son and he, he ends up coming back to life. But Abraham didn't have any testimonies to go off of. He never, ever heard anything about God raising the dead. But he knew enough that God is faithful. God made me this promise. And so he put it together, if I have to kill my son and my son is the promise, he can raise him from the dead. So even if we don't have any evidence or testimonies to go off of, we can still put our trust in his word. He's still faithful. He's still good to us. <laughs> in uh, in uh, John 20 and 29, Jesus is saying to Thomas, he said, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. We've see, we see these testimonies, and we believe and encourages us. It says, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. He, he can, uh, we don't have to always have testimonies. He can, he can do whatever he wants to to bring us through into new chapters, into, our, into new things. He can, he can make an uh, axe head float. He can make, uh, <clears throat> he can make oil not cease out of a vessel. He can make a donkey talk. He can do whatever he needs to to get you into a new chapter. We shouldn't have to put any limitations on what he can do. He can write whatever he wants to to finish our story. Um, And do we trust him to finish our story? We can all uh, all stand. And y'all can uh, hold hold those pins. That I gave you. <clears throat> Do we trust him to finish our story? The Lord, he can't even save us unless we trust him to be the author of our story. In Hebrews 5 and 9, it's talking about Jesus. It says, And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Now, Pastor, he was uh, talking a lot about this Sunday. It's like we, we want him to be the author of salvation in our lives. So he, it's like Pastor was saying a lot, like we, people want Jesus to save them, but then that's it. That's it. But the thing is, is he can't be the author of salvation without being the author and finisher of your faith. In First uh, Peter... One, three through nine, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. Just a second. Yep, yep, okay. Thought I lost my place, I'm sorry. <clears throat> to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, 
who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. When, when they use that word unto, that means you're going from one to the other. Faith unto salvation. You can't have just salvation and then like that's it. You have to go, have to have faith. The faith comes first before the salvation. <laughs> All right. Faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom, though ye now see him not, yet believing, Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. He can't even save you if you don't let the Lord be the finisher of your faith, if you don't put your trust in Him, if you don't give Him the pen back. Um. He can't even, we can't, see, we can't see our names in the back of this book. We can't see ourselves in the back of this book if, we, if we're trying to keep the pen, if we're just trying to write our own story. We, we can't have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life if we're holding the pen. He's the one that writes that in there. <clears throat> we need to give him the pen and let him be the author and finisher of our faith. And then he becomes the author of our salvation. I want us to have an altar call. And uh, whether you want to stand in the front or kneel in the front, I want you all to take that pen with you and uh, lift up that pen and pray to the Lord and let him know I'm not going to try to write my own story. I'm giving this pen back to you. I'm going to let you write it. I'm going to trust in you no matter what leaps of faith I might take. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to give the pen. It belongs to him. Let's come to the front. Let's give this pen to the Lord. Let's let him finish our story. He's got the best for for us. Lord, write our story. Write our story. We're just going to write a mess. We're going to trust you to write our story. We're giving this pen to you, Lord. Have your way, Jesus.
beside you or maybe come to someone who's prayed in the altar just lay your hand upon them let's pray for just a moment longer because, hey sometimes it's not always easy you even when you love the Lord it's not always easy to endure that story he's writing because you don't understand you don't see everything he sees so let's pray for one another one more time and let's remember what the preacher said tonight. We're going to make it. we got to trust him. Trust him in the middle of the book. Uh, hallelujah. That's it. Lift your voice. Pray for one another. Strength and blessing. Help them, God, to endure. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Come on, give him a hand clap tonight if you can. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And just, I just love that kind of preaching. It just makes you think and remember and reminds you that God's writing the story. I feel like right there at the end, I knew he was fixing to go to that, that scripture in Peter. I, I knew he was going, the end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. I just, I said, surely he's going to end with that. He's got to go to there. And it reminded me that the scripture says that the end of a thing is better than the beginning. Many times we think because, well, how excited we were when God started writing this. And how can the end be better than this? Because the end of it is the salvation of your soul. And then this, the end of it is where you hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And then that starts the never-ending story. Because that, that story never ends. Praise God. The song says one day our faith will end by sight. And, and we'll see all the things we've dreamed about. And, and that story never ends. That's eternity with him. But right now, God's writing your story. Testimony. Even in heaven, it says, they were made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, the, the story that was written by their faith in Jesus. Praise God. Brother Christopher, where are you at, brother? That's fantastic. Fantastic stuff tonight. What's the story you're going to tell? The song said, I'll tell the story of how I've overcome We'll understand it better by and by. That's some, that's some good old hymnal stuff. It's sad a lot of this generation don't know that hymnal <laughs> stuff. But, but, man, I tell you, we used to get excited about by and by when the morning comes. Man, one day we're going we're gonna to see Jesus, and we're going to be so glad we let him write this story. Amen? Praise God. Thank you for being in Wednesday night service. Be encouraged. and. Brother Chris said, remind you that you take this pen with you. Keep it as a, a reminder. Put it somewhere maybe where you'll see it first thing in the morning. And be like, clip it on your visor of your car, look up, say, oh, that's that pen. And then just pray that little prayer, Lord, write my story today. That's basically what Jesus said to pray anyway. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. Not just the planet you live on. What, was you, yeah, what, were, you, what were we made out of? earth let your will be done in earth earthen vessels we have this treasure in earthen vessels so lord thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth and so lord write my story direct my path order my steps whatever you want to say it but you hold the pen amen god bless you tonight being remember one service on sunday 12 o'clock no 11 o'clock service 12 o'clock come early and pray prayer rooms will be open and so we'd love for you to come do that. But service will start at 12 on Sunday. It's going to be great. Invite somebody. Bring them with you. We love you. Be safe. Be well. We'll see you then. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Praise team. Praise team.